All right, welcome back to episode number five of Trapani's Choice, your host, Nick Trapani. I've got a very special guest with me this evening, uh, one that um, I've actually known my whole life. <laughs> you know, uh, not too many people you can say that you've known your whole life, but I've got my, my mother here. Now, there was a phone call that was put out before our last podcast with Bobba, Dick and Will. Mm. And from that, there was a bit of hype that a lot of people wanted to know who you were and why it was okay for me to talk to you like that. So I'm sure they wanted to know who I was. <laughs> so I wanted to get you on here. And um, look, I think the first uh, few podcasts of what I want to do at Trapani's Choice is I want to get people on here who know who I am. And... Oh. Someone who knows who you are. <laughs> well, who you think I am. Oh, okay. Who you think I am. Yeah, so basically, um, you know, as I said, the first few, you know, I've had Will on here when we are setting up the cameras. I've had Bob, Dick and Will, and they've painted a little picture of who I am. And I thought, who better, other than my mother, to get on here and basically really tell the truth of who the fuck Nick Trapani is. So, do you value your friends? <laughs> but first off, I want to start, before we get into any of that, I just want to talk a little bit about you so we can let the people know who you are, a little bit about yourself. So who's Helen Trapani? Who is she? Where did you start? Where did you begin? Who the fuck are you? Oh, wow. Um, well, I started as a little girl. Oh, well, that's a shock. <laughs> and I grew up. Yeah. And always wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. So where did you grow up? Where were you? Where? In, uh, born in North Fitzroy, mm -hmm. in a little hospital that Salvation Army Hospital was, yep. which doesn't exist anymore. So The Salvation Army or the hospital? The, the hospital. That's where I was born. And we lived not far from uh, the Fitzroy football ground. And, and that's where you developed love for Fitzroy. It, it was. Yeah. My, my older brother, he used to love the football, so... We'd go down and watch them train, and and then during the on Saturdays, my, my dad liked it too. Um, and if uh, it was a good game, at three quarter time you could get in for nothing. Yeah, yeah. So my dad used to, if it was a good game, come on, we'll go down, and we all got in for nothing. So what you're telling me is a fucking tight ass, well, and he wouldn't pay for you to get times in. Were, but times were lean, <laughs> times were <lean>. But <laughs> if it's a good game, you get in for free. Yeah, it's fine. We got in for free, and we saw the last yeah, quarter. Yeah, yeah. Good um, on you, pop. So, yeah, love of football, uh, which I still have. Um, and, yes, went to Santa Maria College. And where was that? Where's that? In Northcote. Still there? Yes, still, still there. there. Still thriving. Yeah, yeah. Um, from there, uh, I just, I've worked in offices, but always wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, you're leaving out the sex work? You're not going to talk about that? Oh, no, I don't no. think we'll talk about that. <laughs> I wasn't very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got two kids, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was the other stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> anyway, then, um, uh, when, my, when my children went to kinder, I had this longing even more to work in a kinder. So Why didn't you become a kinder teacher? What was um, it that... Because back in the days when I went to school, if you had a daughter and she wasn't going to be a teacher or something you didn't go on to uni because you couldn't afford it yeah so a lot of girls just got to be they either went to be hairdressers work in a bank a nurse um and in those days people didn't have to go to kinder there weren't very many around and there was always an old biddy that had been there for yeah, years yeah. 
and had no intention of leaving. So job wise, it it wasn't very very hard to get a job. Yeah, in very that. hard yeah, to get yeah. a job. So my mum said to me, you have to if you're not going to do shorthand typing at school, you have to go back to do night school. Well, I wasn't going to do night school, so I just did shorthand and typing, and then got an office job, which I hated. Yeah, yeah. But so you worked in offices for a long time. I did. I did. Yeah. Um, and my last job before I had uh, Christopher and yourself, I was a collection officer in a finance company. So. So you're collecting the money. You're going knocking on the door, no, no, demanding no, the money. No, like a... no, no. I was helping people budget that got themselves into trouble, yep. so that you know they could repay their loans, and that was the interesting. Um, I love working with people, so it was a very interesting job, um, getting them in and helping them out. Um, and I left there to because I was pregnant, so I left there. That was my last job. And then you spent many years. Uh, Taking on the role of the mother, you know, you oh, didn't want to go back to work. No, you actually, you know, that's right. I well, I mean, one good thing you've done in life is actually you were there for your children. I, I mean, if you can put anything down, you actually you stopped oh, thank working. You. Thank you. I didn't know you appreciated. <laughs> you that. stopped working and you looked after I my did. brother and yep. myself. I did. And um, you did an okay job. Oh, thanks. You know, thanks. I mean, it, I think I'm a testament. If you look at my well, record, which we'll get into, I mean, I of only, I how only you raised me. You up to a certain point. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but I loved being a mum. That's that was love. As you calling in life. It. It, well, it was at that stage. Yeah, wanted. Well, it's changed. Love. No, I was. I was <laughs> you've given up on it now. You thought, well, fuck, that's too hard. It didn't go so well. Yeah, I'll try on the grandson. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, There's no I hope for him. Loved, loved. Being a mum, loved yeah. loved school holidays. Everybody thought I was crazy. They'd be oh school holidays, oh, and I'd be saying oh I can't wait. So yeah, yeah really enjoyed my children. Enjoyed. And I think as 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 a child, my memories are of doing those things with you. You know, I remember going to the swimming pools and mm. and uh, all the movies, the movies, all the activities. I remember standing in line at High Point for the Lego show for about two hours. We lined up to get yeah. into the Lego show. So we did all those. And I do remember actually when you did get a job when we were young and you were, it was something to do with food stalls or like um, food displays oh, in no, shopping no. centres or something, wasn't it? Oh. And we drive around to fuck, oh my God. I remember being, it felt oh, like in the really? car for ages. Oh, were, remember that? And you'd leave us in the car and you'd go running. What, were you, you, what would you oh, do? I had to supervise and let's just clarify you could leave kids in the car back then you could and you were old enough to <laughs> i don't even know that i was left in the car i don't know either. i don't think no, i don't think it. so yeah no that was just um helping somebody out i was supervising store um like what today you'd call it a pop-up shop yeah it would be crystal blinds or you know somebody doing a yeah like a pop-up shop and i had to go and i had memories that you gave list. posters or something no, no you I had to check posters no. that i had to yeah report back to the agencies that, were, yeah. that they were doing all the right things. But that was the first... That was just that was, a little fill-in. And you did lots of art, arts and crafts, I remember, as kids. And I, I remember Going more so my brother and maybe his his group would come and they'd do craft oh, and everything at our house. I had craft, um, little craft classes in the school holidays. Yeah, yeah, so and I you held the stalls. Children, and then I used to do craft yeah. work and have a You've been a hustler. Maybe hustler. that's where I get it from. Bit of a, a fucking hustler. You know, you grind, that. you know, you get... Bit of this, bit of that. Can we talk about the drug dealing? Is that... <laughs> Can't be spoken about. No. But no, look, I think, um, you know, the one thing that if any can anyone can say anything wrong, 
But one thing that they can say is you've been a good mother to my brother and myself. Thank you. And, um, don't make the, me cry. No, for those that don't know, uh, my older brother does have disabilities and my mum and dad have been there and, uh, you know, they still basically support him to this day. So parenting's never stopped for you. It's mm-hmm. been one thing that you've had to do. Mm-hmm. And I challenged you. Yeah. <laughs> So if you could sum it all up, you know, and as I said, my brother still lives with you and you still care for him and whatnot. He's still, look, he's capable of doing some things, but mm-hmm. we'll always need someone there to sort of help him out Supporting. with the finer things and support him. If you look at his life mm-hmm. and for, I'd say 20, what, let's say 25 years of my life mm-hmm. that I did everything that I did, mm-hmm. what was worse Oh, definitely what you did. <laughs> definitely what I did. <laughs> oh, let's t- all right, let's take it back to the... I be- didn't even have to think about that. Let's take it back to the beginning because I, I remember over the times you've said to me, I was an angry child. Now, I didn't know what that meant and I sort of so I spent many years pondering on why I might have been angry, what might have happened. And now that I've got Mason, he's angry too. So there's obviously something that we're just being born with. But I think the question that I'm asking is, at what age was I when you realised I was fucked? There was something that just wasn't right. You know, like something different. You thought, this kid's just not the normal run-of-the-mill kid. He needs help. Yeah. Um, Well, I've got a bit of dementia. But it, 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 it... yeah, it happened pretty early on. So, I, I mean, Mason's, what, almost four, but I really think around two and a half I started realising he had a temper, he was angry, he was an angry kid. Oh, no, you weren't an angry kid, you were a lively kid. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. weren't angry as a, as a little kid. No, yeah. No, the opposite, you were full, full of life. Well, I mean, I mean that's what of... I mean. He is lively, but I mean, when I no. say angry, he's like ready to go, yeah. like he's... Ready, yeah, 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 you're yeah. Ready to go, ready yeah. to go, but you weren't really angry as a little. That developed little, later. Yeah, I think so. That developed a little bit later, but um, yeah. one thing that I remember, like at primary school age, I remember feeling like, I mean, obviously, like I was very, very hyper. You were. But to me, I just felt normal. Like I just felt like a normal kid. And I remember you saying to me, you know, that some of the other kids' parents were like. A little bit concerned because I was so lively that they didn't want to invite me to birthday parties because they thought I was just trouble because you get that sort of image of like um, you know like if you're really lively that you you might you know disrupt other kids and whatnot in the primary school do you remember that at all put it this way when Christopher was at school they used to put every naughty boy Mm. next to him because so Chris is my brother I'd say yeah why are you always putting these people next to Christopher? Yeah. And they'd say, because he concentrates so hard on what he's doing, he doesn't even know they're there. <laughs> but you would have been one of the naughty boys, I was the boys that got put next to Christopher. <laughs> sat next mm. to him. Mm. And I think school for me was, um, you know, like I, I did struggle academically. I really mm. did. It wasn't for me. I didn't enjoy it. So really that's where I started to become the clown. Mm. You know, that's where... How old do you reckon I was, like, primary school, I'd have to say? Yeah, it's probably within the upper years of primary school, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You did struggle, and I did struggle with all your homework too. 
you did most of my homework. <laughs> so if we look at St. Mary's and Loyola College, I think well, you did Loyola, a lot. yeah. I just, you did a lot of I did most of your assignments. So. <laughs> so it's been a bit of a fraud, my whole schooling. But they just kept bumping me up. They just kept, I think... They, each teacher wanted to get rid of me. They wanted to get rid yeah. of me. Mm. And at the end of... I remember end of year 10, we had a meeting. And we'll get more into high school and stuff like that in a moment. But uh, end of year 10 that uh, they had a meeting, they called a meeting with you and dad and, you know, they wanted to, like, get rid of me, basically. They said, look, I don't think school's for Nick, we're not babysitters, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. The only thing I thought I wanted to do was be a chef. I love cooking, I still love it to today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it relaxes me, but I still wasn't sure. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do with life and so I didn't want to leave just yet. The course that I wanted to do was hospitality management. Mm-hmm. Because I've always known that even if I'm going to do something, I want to have my own business. So that course, you had to have had minimum your VCE. So I knew I wanted to stick it through and just pass so I could go do that course. And I did. Mm -hmm. That's what I eventually did. But year 11, they did the same thing. They called a meeting. We want to get Nick the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, you were a bit of a handful. But um, I think by the end of year 11, you realised that Hang on, I don't really want to. I got to stick it out. I got to stick it out. And then we instilled in you that look, you only have to pass. You don't have to get top marks. You just have to pass to get that piece of paper in your hand. Open small doors. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know what I think, and I look at that with Mason now, and you know when you have kids, you don't realize what the things you sort of look at. And with Mason, my mentality is because I see a lot of other parents how they do things and. I see how I was raised and I guess I was, when I was good at things, you and dad pushed me to do, you know, like to, follow. you created that drive for that, you know, you helped me to push along and that's how I see it with Mason. So, you know, whether or not he's academically smart, it doesn't bother me. If he's got a drive for a sport, I'm going to hone in on, like you guys did with basketball for me, I was really good at basketball when I was young and, um, you know, you drove me to every game you know, I was playing Saturdays for a local team. Then I started playing rep ball for Mill Park Pacers. And, you know, you drive. Some nights we'd be going to Frankston. We'd be going here, there and everywhere. And you guys did that. So you really showed me of what that's like. And I think instilled that um, that mindset of not every kid has to be academically smart. Oh, exactly. Not every kid has to be this or that. It's you're good at something. Or if you've got a passion for something, which is... Because I wasn't allowed to go and be a kinder teacher, yeah. um, it made me think, no, look, if someone's got a passion for something, even Let if it's to it. be a, a, you know, a garbologist. And I did that. Yeah, you did. I did do that. You did because do that. As a, I, th- how, I was quite young and I said I always wanted to be a garbo. You know when kids say they want to be a police officer or whatnot? I always said I wanted to be a garbo. And I did it. And th- I mean... My God, was that an eye-opener. Mm. I'll never forget. I um, I had the the driver. His name was Mad Mickey Wilden. That's right. Fuck, I hope he reaches out to me if he sees this. Mad Mickey Wilden. I'll never forget. I was just out of high school and, you know, I didn't know life. I didn't know, you know, I hadn't really been exposed. I, I'd seen things and probably seen more than kids my age, but still I wasn't exposed to, like, you know, the underworld. That's what they were. These guys were hardcore criminals. And I'm glad I got in when I did because it was still the days where 
you'd run on the back of the truck. That's all I wanted to do mm-hmm. was be on the back of the truck running. I'll never forget I got there and he goes, can you fucking keep up? Can you keep up? And I said, yeah. I knew I was going to run that day because I thought I'm not going to let this guy down. And there was a guy on the back of the truck with me and he was a, a African guy. And this was the first time that I'd ever experienced racism in my life. I didn't know it existed. You know, never really, th- you know, never thought that it was anything. Mm. And uh, there was once, like, we'd gone three quarters of the way through the shift. And he pulls over and he goes, Nick, jump in the car. We'll let the Black Sea do the rest. And I'll never forget this. You know, it was like, I'd never, and I'm like, I'm gobsmacked. And I'm like, just get in the truck. Do what, do what he says. You know, if we could go back to today, yeah, I would have said something, but I didn't know. Like I was, yeah. you know, just early a job, just yeah. a kid. And then what happened was uh, one of the days we were turning a corner and on the back you can tell how far, you know, if you're coming close to a corner, you'd say, yep, you got plenty of room to go, Mick, just go, just go. And that's what this guy did and we didn't have enough room. And the truck got caught on this sign and pushed one of the mud guards down onto the tire. And uh, Mad Mickey comes up to me and he goes, Nick, you know, I'm on this medication from my parole officer, you know, that we've got to take. And he goes, if I didn't take this, I'd smash this black sea. And he's going on and on and on, right? And I'm shocked. I'm just like, let's just get this thing done and get in the truck and get the shift over with. It didn't last too long. I didn't stay doing it too long. But at least I can say, I, I did the job that I wanted to do. And I think... I've always done that. If I set my mind to something, I do it. There's nothing, nothing stands in my way. And I think you and dad really created that for me. I created a monster. You created a a monster. (laughs) And before I go any further, I just want to say that usually I have a gin and tonic every time I do a podcast. And it's not the fact that I've got my mother here that I'm having a cup of tea, but I'm doing dry July. So... Because of all the COVID um, and the lockdowns and everything, I found myself just out of boredom drinking at 9 a.m. How do you feel about that? No, I'm not happy about that. (laughs) And you don't drink? No. Yeah, they say never trust a non-drinker. No, I just don't like the taste. Well, none of us do. It's not a religious thing. It's not about the taste. I don't think anyone really enjoys the taste. You know those people who go, oh, I drink this, I drink that. Nah, fuck that. We don't enjoy the taste. It's about the effect. Oh, okay. So it's the the effect. Just to, to not feel this, to not feel what it's like to sit here sipping a cup of tea and be sober. But we've got peppermint tea tonight. It is cold. It's a very cold Melbourne night. And unfortunately, we've just been told this evening that we're going to go back into lockdown because of the COVID. So another six weeks. So we were getting to a stage where we were quite good and the numbers got quite low and things started to open up again. A couple of people did the wrong thing and now we're going back into lockdown and I had to go to the supermarket earlier today and people have gone fucking mad again. So they started buying all... I don't know why toilet paper is the thing, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a um, a cookbook now and I'm going to take out the key ingredients being meat or whatever and I'm going to use toilet paper in its replacement because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an essential, right? Well, it must be. So instead of starving or whatnot... Mm. So long as we can wipe our asses, we're fine. Yeah. We're 100% fine. But let's go back to when I was a child. Mm-hmm. And as I said, like, did you ever see... The with, nice side of you. Well, 
<laughs> with where I am the now, lovable the lovable side, where I am now in life, mm-hmm. did you see that, was that a thing or did you see me going down the wrong path? And um, No. I always knew, you, you were going down the wrong path, but I always knew that you had goodness in you. Yeah. And that's what kept me... Uh, kept me going, trying to help you, doing what I was doing because I knew deep down there was goodness in there. Yeah. Thank goodness you had the goodness. Is it still there? Yes, it is. <laughs> still it there. Is. Yes. Oh, otherwise I wouldn't be sitting yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. It is deep, deep, deep. It's not as deep. I think there's more goodness it's now. It's not as deep that, yeah. as it used to be. <laughs> um, but no, it's slowly always, coming out. Always new. I can't give up on yeah. you because there's so much in there that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, I think that rebelling nature is still there today. Like mm-hmm. I still, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had this lady tell me once. She sat down and just started telling me things that, about me. And she said, um, she goes, you're, you're on the right track. You do things. And, and this is when I just started my massage clinic. And, you know, she said, you do a lot of the right things. But when the devil come out, it still comes out. And I still think that's a perfect way mm. to sum up who I am now because I like to stay on the straight and narrow. I like to take care of my health. I try and eat right most of the time. And then I have stages where I just go, I just want to party and just have fun. You know, I still think that side, but I enjoy that side too. And I know that it's there. And I probably, from what I've been through, know how to control it more. And, you know, like, it's never gotten the better of me. I've been able to push the limits mm. and still know where I stand. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe three days into a Coke binge, <laughs> <laughs> I start to, instead of like Ben Cousin said, he goes, I spent 10 grand uh, and this to get to where I'm at. Why would I not just keep going? Where I go, well, all right, we've spent a bit of money. We've had a good time. That's Let's go. Home now. <laughs> That's the mentality. So, um, but that's not something I instilled in you, that mentality. No, that was dad. Oh. <laughs> that was dad. That's all right. Uh, so let's go back to the phone call because, I mean, we've got a really good relationship. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, they might see that as disrespecting someone and, you know, different cultures have different things. Uh, I was talking to a girl a couple of weeks ago um, I was actually getting a massage myself and, you know, she was coming from a different culture and we were just talking about whatnot and um, I was telling her that my son swears in front of me and I'm okay with it. And I said, I swear in front of my parents. They were never okay with it, but I just did it. There was no stopping me. It's still not okay. It's still not, <laughs> still not okay. And she said, if we did that to our parents, we'd get belted. And what I tell people is I didn't wake up day one and start swearing at you or swearing or whatnot around you. These are things that I've slowly pushed over the years and you just think, well, that's his character, that's who he is. It wasn't for lack of trying. But now I want to make a living out of that, right? (laughs) So how do you feel now seeing, you know, me perform on stage, doing the things that you tried to tell me not to do as a kid? Well, I knew you'd never listen. I'd never listen. No. No. And why is that? Why don't I listen? You think you know better. <laughs> but I, as a kid, I always knew, right? I always said to you, what you tell... 
I always um, would ask a question. Oh, yes. But I knew the answer. Yes. You'd ask, you'd ask something and I'd give you the answer and then you'd say, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'd say, how do you know? I just know. I was born knowing. Yeah, I was born knowing. I was born knowing. Yeah. And I still think I know what's oh, right. you do. I still think I know what's right. But I think um, as I've gotten a bit older and a little bit wiser, a little bit wiser. A little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also willing to learn. I think now, like, I'm probably a little bit arrogant in the way that I say that I still know who I am uh, or, you know, I know that I'm right. But if someone has something to give to me, I will listen. I will take it in. Except and if it's your mother. I won't take anything no. you say no. because... No. Yeah, we, your mother. Yeah, <laughs> you're my mother. <laughs> but how was I as a kid? Like, what were your impressions of me as a child? What... I think you brought in a bit of paper of... I did. I had a feeling you were going to ask me this. Yeah. And when you were in about grade two, um, we had to write a little bit about our thoughts on our child and they were going to be hung up around the room. You had to decorate it and I had to do the writing. Do you yeah. what I wrote? I'd love to. I, I don't when remember you it. Were about... This is grade two. So how old are you in grade six, two? Six. Six, seven. Yeah, so I was it good. Might have been grade one because I don't think I still thought this when, when you grade were two. Grade <laughs> That's a beautiful bit of paper there. Well, you decorated it. I've drawn some hearts with some yeah. arrows. Yeah. Is that a grenade or is that? I think it is. That's a grenade, <laughs> and I've actually got a gr- and guns. And a gun, yes. I think you were. Wow. So there's guns, grenades. There's a heart that's broken. Yeah, that was that's, mine. That's pretty fucked up, actually. That's um, depressing me now. It looks like a Ninja Turtle grenade. Actually. It probably is a Ninja Turtle because I used yeah. to make those little finger puppets. It looks like one of those. Yeah. When okay. you're Yeah. All right. Okay. So, I said, Nicholas, my second son. You always had to add that in. I did. But you're not the first. No, you're not the first. No. I eagerly await his bright, smiling face first thing every morning as he bounds into my bed ready to attack the new day. Yeah. He is and always has been a little ball of energy filling our house with plenty of noise, laughter and practical jokes. He just loves life, the company of the other children and any sport he can try his hand at. On the other hand, Nicholas is a very caring person with a heart of gold. That's that bit of deep thing I was talking about. (laughs) He dotes on his brother and is never out of his company. Each evening, I just as eagerly await our special cuddle and talk time before I tuck Nicholas in for sleep which will recharge him for his next day. And I walk away thanking God for another day I've had the pleasure of sharing with Nicholas. How hard was it to write all those lies? I'm telling you, (laughs) that was not easy, but I knew it was going up. It was going on the wall. (laughs) So you had to compare with the other parents. Well, the parents, parents, yeah, that's right. That's right. I didn't want them to think that my son was any different. And you know what? Not a lot's changed because the minute I wake up now, I'm ready to go. You are. The Mm -hmm. second... And one thing that I always laugh at, because I think I always knew that I'd wind up in comedy. Like, I love that. I've always told jokes and everything. Well, even in that, I said you were always Always laughing, always joking. And one thing I used to do every morning when I got to a certain age, when I still lived with you, was I'd walk out. So my bedroom was right near the kitchen. You'd always be making some time. And it'd be bright and early. And you know what I'm about to say here. But I would walk out. You'd look at me or say good morning, and I'd say... Don't you fucking look at me every morning, right? And <laughs> so, like, the second I woke up, I was ready to start joking. And to me, 
the joke got funnier every day. You know, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched Family Guy or whatever, but they like to repeat jokes. Um, and there's some, you know, sort of rules in the comedy world that, you know, you tell a joke three times and it gets funnier each time. Well, waking up and saying, don't you fucking look at me for no reason other than I'm a complete and utter idiot, mm. uh, just got so funny to me. And what what, like, what was your th- thought process? Groundhog Day. <laughs> Every here morning. He comes again. Here he comes. He's, he's going to say the, the same old Was thing. there ever? Because in my mind, I think it's funny because I um, I think maybe she doesn't think I'll do it today. Do you ever go, he's just going to say good morning to me today, <laughs> a bang, I do it again. No, because you would have disappointed me if you'd done that. <laughs> Every morning. Um, and I wasn't even looking at him. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> You wouldn't be looking at me. That'd be what I say. But I can't look. I think, um, you know, I can't. I don't have that relationship with dad. He wouldn't. Like, imagine I did that to dad. Mm. What do you reckon would have happened if I woke up and said that to dad? Uh, you. Uh, would there be much talking? No. 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 Hey, could you say it? Is it? You could say it because you were allowed to hit kids back then. Well, he would have hit you. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't allowed to hit kids then. You know that. Weren't you? No. <laughs> Uh, you have to tell your father that. He didn't know that. Oh, jeez. Speaking of dad, um, you know, because I, I still to this day wonder, I, I look at you and, you know, people go, what's your mother? And I say, look, she's an angel, right? She's an angel on earth. And I don't believe in God, so that's even more of a fucking miracle, right? So to think that you're an angel, what was it? Like, I try and I think, like, I try and picture dad what he might have looked like when he was young. And I think, what is it about this angry wog that you like? Is it the fact that he was an angry wog or he's run to the penis? He, <laughs> he uh... <laughs> just... I should be used to it. Now, he, he wasn't as angry then. He wasn't as angry? No. So you've made him angry. I've made him angry. <laughs> yeah. You've made him angry. I think he's getting a bit senile. He's, he's losing the plot. He's losing the plot. Between you, know. you and me, I think. Yeah. He's yeah. I think he's losing the plot a bit. He is losing the plot. Mm. And uh, like for example, to give you guys an idea, this morning he's come in. Uh, so I've got a massage clinic, which I've spoken about a few times, and we've got a nature strip out the front. And he told me that he'd come and mow the lawn for me today. Now there was a car parked, and it's a public street, very busy street in Preston, and uh, there's a car parked on the side. So he'd already come to you. And he'd asked you whose that car was. Was it one of ours? Which you replied, no, it's not one it's of ours. But it's there all the time. We, you, know, you know the car. Just mow the lawn. Doesn't matter. It's not in your way. You can still do it. Now, I'm finished treating a client. I then walk out to him and he asks me, can I get the car moved? Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> I and I start laughing and he looked at me like, what the fuck are you laughing at? And I said to him, I go, what I find funny about this is... I know you've already asked mum, can we get the car moved? Is it one of ours? Now I know, you know it's not one of our cars, but yet you still ask me to get it moved. (laughs) So he's losing the plot, but he means well, but he's retired and he's not a man. I remember dad saying to me when I was young, if a man retires, he dies. And I've been like, he's been retired now for what? Oh, probably 12 months. And he's not fucking dead yet. (laughs) But he's losing his mind. He's losing his mind. So and maybe not long. All day long, he calls me. Helen, Helen, have a look at this. Well, Helen, that's your name. Have a look at that. That's Helen. your name. He rang me the other day at work mm. and said, Where are the biscuits? Because there was a man helping yeah. him with the pool and he wanted to give him a biscuit. 
Yeah. I'm at work and he wants to know exactly what <laughs> I said to him. Where are the biscuits? I'll put them in a container and I'll put them in the pantry. Open the pantry and have a look. I'm on the phone at work. He's looking for biscuits. <laughs> oh, jeez. The best one is, <clears throat> Helen, come here, quick, quick. Come here, quick, have a look. And I run in and he says, what do you reckon about what Jane Bunn's got on today? Jane Bunn. Jane Bunn. The weather woman. The weather woman. He's infatuated with he the... Is, yeah, is, yeah. And he's not the only one. I've heard a lot of people... I don't watch the news. I don't watch anything like that because I believe it's just full of negative information that I don't need. It's not going to change my world. And if anything's important, like, look, you know, we went into lockdown today and the second it happened, I think about four people I walked past in the shops that I know because I talk to everyone wherever I go that told me we're in lockdown, you know, so you know, like, you don't miss anything. Um... But Dad, he says hi to her when she comes on, doesn't he? <laughs> she comes on the screen, he waves. But don't laugh because, I mean, I don't get my sense of humour from him. No. Where do I? Where do you reckon it comes from? Where do you think that that... The Gilson side. The Gilson side. Yeah. My mum loved to laugh. She was a good yeah. joker. Now, my, my, my nan, your mum, died when I was about five. Yeah? What, five yeah, or... Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah. So when I was born, she had some major strokes. Yes. So... Even though she was still alive up till yeah. five, she didn't know who no, I was. She, she thought I used to mind you for somebody. Yeah. Because she knew. And what I, a blessing that would have fucking been if you could give me away. Oh, exactly. After, at the end of the... <laughs> I know, she thought. And sometimes she'd come at night and she'd see I'd still have you there and she'd get very distressed because why? Why, why, is the, any, why is the parents well, want yeah, him back? Why haven't you given him back? I remember she used to call me Cocky. No, that was Christopher. She called Christopher Cocky, yeah, was she, it? Yeah, she called him Cocky. Why? Because he was Cocky? No. Or he had a big dick. No, oh, maybe his hair was sticking out. <laughs> you go in there again. <laughs> he does, actually. Does he? That's how I know there's no God. What's that got to do with it? He's not going to use it. <laughs> but, well, he might. You never know. He might have. <laughs> he might have. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, sorry, cut you off and, and everything. So your, your mum was... Yeah. A very so good sense of humour. She, she was. Yeah. And then my brother, my older brother, Yeah. Um, he was actually a musician. Uh, he was a printer first. Then he used to play the guitar Yeah. and throw a little joke in. Yeah. You know? And gradually he sort of liked the joke part better than the singing. So he started, he threw in his job, took a big risk because he had a mortgage on his house and yeah. Yeah. took a big risk and went into comedy and really did very, very well out of it. Mm. But in those days, it was more like, you know, stand-up comedian tells a lot of jokes. There's still that like, comedy today. There's still um, there's still comedians that will tell short jokes. So they, their thing isn't to tell stories. Yeah, and that's really, not what he did. It was no, short, sharp jokes. jokes yeah. And, and he even went to, was sent to Vietnam to entertain the troops. Yep. Um, he was on the Ray Martin show. Hey, um, hey, it's Saturday. No, that was my younger brother. No. Yeah. Are you arguing with your mother? He was on Hey Hey It's Saturday. He told a joke you couldn't tell today about the Asian man calling. No? Wasn't that on Hey Hey It's Saturday? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. So it's my bit of dementia. No, no, but Colin was on Hey Hey as the, For queen, what? Of the queen of Bidolonia. They used to have a dress up and Colin went, Dad and I took him. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he was, I'm sure Uncle Ray was on Hey Hey It's Saturday. I don't think so. Bidolonia. Telling jokes. No. What was he on then? He was on the Ray Martin show. Um, 
don't know. Yeah. yeah. So the Ray Martin show. Okay. Yeah, that was. I don't know why I thought that. Just mm, mm, But um, so yeah, he made a, a good living out of it. Um, he did a lot of luncheons for the football clubs, yeah, North did. Melbourne Football Club. A lot of corporate yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but mind you, I have another brother, as you know. Younger brother. Younger so he's brother. how much younger is he? He's nine years younger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nine years younger. And he is funnier than Oh, a I wouldn't comedian. say that. Well, funnier than a comedian or funnier than Uncle oh, Ray? funnier than a comedian. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's actually naturally funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, like if, you, if you're with him for five minutes, you usually end up laughing. You know you're going to have a good time. Yeah, I know just, when we go out for a drink or whatnot. Yeah. He's just, he's a bit of a people magnet. And yeah. Um, everybody loves him, has a laugh. So I think the laughter has come from, you know, from, from the Gilson From the Gilson side, yeah. yeah, because, yeah, dad's side, a uh, little bit different. Yeah. But And people have, you know, like I remember in primary school when we had events and stuff like that and Uncle Colin was there, people actually thought he was my father, which is a bit weird, isn't it? It is. Like to think that but actually, there was incest going you on. you and him look like. We look, look quite alike. similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, as later years went on, before I got into comedy and everything like that, I remember talking and telling Uncle Colin that, uh, you know, I wanted to get into it and then we'd run through jokes together. Obviously, at the side of the table because we didn't want anyone else hearing the sick shit that was in our head. And we still tell each other jokes today or send each other mm-hmm. jokes or whatnot. So that, that humour has never died. That's yeah. always stayed yeah. in, in that side. and something. All right, welcome back. We had a little bit of a glitch there. Sorry, Mum. Uh, didn't realise that the um, the iPad was recording to the iPad to the cloud, not the iPad. I'm new to this whole podcast thing, so well, I'm newer. You're newer, so thanks for sticking around. And I guess that's why I have people like you on in the beginning as well, because when we have these little fuck ups, at least it's with someone like you and not someone actually good. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I can take it. So, and thanks for making another cup of tea That's while I was right. sorting all that out with Mahail. I think we needed it. <laughs> but um, look, I think before before it stuffed up, what we were talking about was um, uh, where the comedy, where I got my comedy from. And uh, we were talking about um, my uncle being a professional comedian and then also your younger brother. Um, I think you said he was even funnier than... In day-to-day life, yes. <laughs> In day-to-day life. <laughs> I love how you cover that up. But um, I think for me growing up, like having a comedian as an uncle and then also having another uncle that was, in your words, funnier than the comedian, uh, it wasn't an outrageous thing to want to be a comedian. No. You know, if someone, you know, if someone in their family is an actor, you'd probably think that mm. acting wouldn't be out of the, you know the picture Mm. so you know that's really sort of spurred me along and and not made it seem like it's something that is too far to reach for you know it didn't seem like a you know Mm. well it's a hard task but it didn't seem unbelievable yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah Mm. so you you know um fuck it let's start again i had (laughs) it's rattled me I know it's. <laughs> by, by, you get in the mood of a conversation. This time last night, we'd sort of, you know, <clears throat> gone through all. I was ready to sleep. That bit and. All right. 
All right, guys, welcome back. We did have a little bit of a um, technical difficulty. I didn't realize that the uh, iPad was actually storing this on the iCloud, not the actual iPad. Whatever you say. Mahal's uh, luckily enough been up fixing this at three in the morning for me. We've woken him up and uh, got him sorted out. You've made some new cups of tea, so thanks mm -hmm. for sticking around. It is getting oh, quite late. That's the mother in me, another cup. Another cup of tea. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, look, I think what we were talking about before the podcast uh, had its glitch was that, uh, you know, your your older brother was a comedian, mm -hmm. but your younger brother was funnier than him. Mm -hmm. Don't tell <laughs> in, in my your, older brother, in your, He might listen to this. He may. And, um, yeah, so basically, for me growing up, having an uncle that was a comedian didn't seem like it was out of reach you know it was yeah. too far of a thing to 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 become a comedian so you know I guess if you had someone in your family that was an actor or something mm -hmm. like that maybe you would think that you know you where could be an actor come from? Yeah. yeah where did you get it from and I do I do really feel like it is a calling for me to mm -hmm. be out there and I just love entertaining so you know like um, even now when I sit back and think about comedy and where I want it to take me people want me you know people ask you know where do you want this to go for me I want it to go global but not even thinking about like money side or anything like that um, you know except except for my sponsors uh, no, no it's not about the money side it's more about like notoriety I just want people to know who the fuck I am mm. yeah I think I'm insecure are you I think I'm insecure oh. and I just want them to know me I want, I want to be a household name and um, no no but seriously I think uh, I've always just enjoyed making people laugh so I get a kick out of seeing people happy and laughing and that's really why so as far as you can spread that that's what you want to do you know mm -hmm. so yeah but um, look thanks for sticking around I know it's getting really late now and we're all very Chef. tired you've missed Master Chef. Yeah. Too late to watch a record. And I've been watching a bit of MasterChef as well, and um, I still think it's hilarious. I think I spoke about it in the first podcast about, um, you know, watching a show that they're cooking under such high pressure and anxiety when we're in a time when people are at home suffering just as much anxiety. Mm, <laughs> I know. Who can who, who do that under so much pressure? It's unbelievable, isn't it? it? Is. I just And I love cooking too. That was, you know, such yeah, a passion of mine. And, um, you know, I guess I got that from you. I remember you buying me uh, my first oh, cookbooks. Cookbook, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was funny. One of my favorite recipes when I might have been maybe four or five was toast with sugar and cinnamon. That was in a fucking book. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and you needed, you needed a recipe for that. So, um, but, uh, you know, I remember cooking with you as a young kid. And they're things that sort of were instilled in me. And I try and do that for my son now. Mm. Uh, I may have a little less care than you have. Um, yes, I didn't have you <laughs> with your hand in the hot sauce been stirring away with the... No. Yeah, yeah. he's burnt himself a couple of times. And um, he's also... He, I've got a set of global knives uh, and he uses them as well. No, well, yeah, I yeah. was more caring. So I think like... You know, if he loses a finger, at least he'll learn. He'll learn the hard way. But uh, I definitely got a lot of my traits from you, and um, I try and hide the ones from Dad. 
<laughs> then, you know, you've got the gardening as well. I, I do like gardening. Yeah, I, more so, you me. like more the flowers. I prefer growing all my own uh, marijuana. Right. And, um, you know, because then I know the quality of it. That's the problem mm. here is that the hydroponic setup is, uh, you know, they pump it full of shit. It's, it's horrible. I want the nice... You know, I actually know nothing about. Is that what's in the pot behind the? Yeah, shoe that's in, the in my pot. house. Yeah, you told me they were carrots. Let's go. <laughs> Tomato plants, tomato plants. But no, look, um, I prefer growing all my own uh, fruit, vegetables, um, that type of thing. Whereas you love your flowers yeah. and yeah, yeah, love cottage garden. Cottage gardening. Mm. So, look, uh, you know, the main reason why getting you on this podcast and why I'm getting some friends on in the beginning is for people who don't know me to get to know who I am. And uh, we've spoken a little bit about, you know, who I am and, you know, touched on, on several different things. But, um, you know, you are probably the closest person to me in life. You work for me. You know, you've had to look after me through all the hard years and everything like that. When you see me on stage now performing horrible jokes, mm. do you feel like you've done a good job as no. a mother? <laughs> do you think people look at you? I've done something wrong. You've done something wrong. What do you think it is? Well, maybe I didn't wash your mouth out with soap enough. <laughs> I remember you did wash my mouth out I one did. day with soap. I did. And it didn't go so well, no, did it? No, you never did it again. No. I spat it out, didn't I? I took that out of the book. That I'd been reading. Yeah, yeah I wasn't going to get... And I, I think I was difficult because my, my thought process is so much different to other kids where you could probably take something off another kid and, you know, that, that they loved, you know, if someone loved playing PlayStation or, what you know, games back then, they weren't as big, but if they had something... But I don't think there was anything that you could take off me that I would care about. Like, looking back... Like, how could you have disciplined me? Like, would you do it another way now? If I'd have known you were going to end up like this, yes. <laughs> I might have but gone was... to a child psychiatrist. <laughs> For yourself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to find out what I was doing wrong. What you were doing wrong. <sighs> but do you, do you think there was anything you could have taken away from me or anything? I don't think there is. Looking back, I don't think that, you know... No, not I, really. I just re- made too much of an effect. I just rebelled against everything. Mm. Mm. There was even a long, long time there that I was against society, money, uh, the government, uh, anything that was sort of of power. The police. <laughs> the pol- I still look, uh, you know, and if there's any police Anyone watching, we love you. But I'm not really a big fan of the police still to today. And they're getting a bit of a bad rap at the moment, actually, around the world um, with a few things that are going on and... Um, you know, it's changing a, a bit of a course of history with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement mm. and, and, and whatnot. So, yeah, but uh, growing up, police weren't my favourite people. No. no. Actually, anyone in authority. Anyone in authority. Yeah, yeah school. Yeah, anything. <laughs> Parents. Parents. <laughs> but I've definitely mellowed out a little bit now. And when you have kids, you start to realise of all the things that were put into place for you and you respect that a lot more. But until you have the kids, you don't actually you know, see it yourself and, you know, you just think, uh, you just think of yourself really. And until you have to worry about another human being, mm-hmm. then you start thinking about other stuff. Um, yeah, look, um, I don't know. Have you been watching any of the other podcasts? Have you seen anything that's on them? I have. Yeah. Some of them. <laughs> so 
There was a, a segment that we have started doing where we were, um, one of them that we were doing dares. And um, did you see the one where I jumped in, in the pool? swimming pool? I did. Yeah. And then we did another one that hasn't been released yet, which is, um, I don't know if I should spoil it just yet, but we got Dick to eat something really hot. Mm. And look, I, being me, wanted to try if it actually was hot because I wanted to know what pain he's going through for the dare. I need to know how so bad the dare ate was. More than him, no, no, so. I, I didn't. I just had enough. And I've never in my life felt I can eat spicy food. I love spicy food, but this was instant hiccups. I felt like I was going to vomit. I had saliva pouring out of my mouth and it just keep getting hotter. Like you think that it would go away and it was another step up and another step up. So that's a, definitely a segment that, um, that I want to keep going. I, I think it's quite funny. And another segment that we're getting is my, my shit list for the week. I hope I'm not on that. Not yet. Oh, not yet. <laughs> but Speaking of shit. Speaking of shit? I had to clean it off your shoes. The other you did day. have to clean it off my shoes. And, um, you know, um, that's for anyone that walks their dog near my mm, clinic yeah. and doesn't pick up their dog shit. Um, you know, that, well, that, that's, you know what? Fuck them, mum. Tell them. They're on the shit list. <laughs> they are. They are I on had the to shit. clean it. <laughs> so they are. for starters, people that don't pick up their dog shit... <laughs> On the side of the, on the footpath, when you're walking your dog, carry a bag and pick up your dog shit. Otherwise, I step in on it. Then I uh, walk into work. I massage two people before realizing I stink like shit. <laughs> and mind you, that they haven't come back. They haven't come back, no. <laughs> and I wouldn't either. But you're on my shit list. If you don't pick up your dog poo, you don't deserve to have a fucking dog. Now. Also on my shit list, this is one thing that I cannot stand, I've seen it a lot lately, is people driving with a fucking mask. Why are you wearing a mask while you're in a car on your own? I can understand if you've got someone else in there with you, but if you don't, if you're on your own and you're driving, why are you wearing a mask? You're an idiot, you're a moron, and you should have your license taken away from you. And even worse... I saw a lady riding her bike on the footpath. You're not even allowed on the fucking footpath on your road. Know the rules. Get on the road like every other vehicle that has wheels on the road. Not the footpath. Reason being, if a car pulls out its driveway, you're going to die. And you weren't wearing a helmet. You're wearing a fucking mask and no helmet. Do you know the statistics show that 80% of people have serious head trauma from falling off their bike without a helmet on? Only 3% of people will catch the coronavirus when riding through fresh fucking air. Take the mask off. Put it on your fucking head, you moron. Do you know, I just wish that this virus would just mutate into a different strain and just kill stupid people. But then we might lose you. You could. <laughs> uh, have you got anything else you'd like to add to my shit list of the week? No, the dog, the dog was enough. The dog was enough. Mm. That ruined our week, didn't yeah. it? Mm. It ruined our week. Now, look, I don't want to keep you too much longer. It's been fantastic having you here. And look, there are still plenty more stories that I'd love to get into in the future with you. And, you know, this was more just a generalize of who we are, who you are, who I am, and people getting to know me. But I'd love to get into more of those stories, you know, where we can really talk about, uh, you know, like my friends coming over and, 
you know, little stories of, you know, like my mates passing out on couches, still holding uh, alcohol and I was vomiting in the toilet or so. I want those stories coming out. But um, I've really enjoyed getting you here and it has been uh, a real sort of sentimental night as well. It's been quite, it is quite sad and I'm glad we put this together as quick as we did because we're actually going into lockdown again, uh, being in Victoria as of tomorrow morning at start. So this was the last night that we're actually allowed to film. Mm-hmm. We didn't plan this. Uh, we had planned to do it tonight anyway, but we we may seem a little bit more flat than usual because subconsciously we are bearing that at the moment. And there are a lot of people out there that suffer with mental health and issues. And uh, I even know for myself, I was just getting to that stage where I was really missing being you know, up on stage and I was trying to put that to the side and, and not worry about myself because there's far worse circumstances out there. But, uh, you know, and I know for yourself, you've got my brother there uh, with mental disabilities who will struggle through these mm-hmm. times. Uh, my dad's a fucking moron and he's going to like cause hell for you because he's got nothing to do and he can't go out. And um, he was actually going away this weekend, which was, was going to give you a bit of peace and now he's stuck at home. So I feel for you as well Thank in you. these <laughs> times. But to anyone out there, look, I hope this can bring you a little bit of um, bit of laughter, a bit of happiness. I will bring out podcasts during this time, more so than I did last time. Unfortunately, I don't know that I'll do Zoom calls or anything like that, just because I really love being face-to-face with someone and really having a good chat and getting a good connection that way. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult. And as you saw, we had technical difficulties tonight with recording. So I would hate to have that over a Zoom call and have someone waiting on the other end while we're trying to sort stuff out. It's far easier to do it face-to-face. So look, thanks for tuning in to Trapani's Choice. Make sure you uh, click the like button down the bottom. Subscribe to our channel, Trapani's Choice. You can find all our content on Instagram, Facebook, and all our podcasts are on all social medias. So thanks for tuning in, guys. It's been Trapani's Choice. Thanks for coming in, Helen. Thanks for asking me.